السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ پیس اینڈ بلیسنگس آف مرسی آف اللہ اپن آل آف یو لیڈیز اینڈ جینٹمین ویلکم سیمس ویری انیوژل دا ٹاپک دیٹ آئی واز سلیکٹیڈ واز واٹ القرآن سیز اباؤٹ ہجاب دا ویل وچ از سپوز ٹو بی ریفرنگ ٹو دا وومین and that we can hardly few, see very, very few women in the audience. Maybe they know very good, much better what hijab says, or they are not interested. Men who have to guide the women may, inshallah, take the lesson, and then you can educate your sisters or daughters or wives regarding the hijab. Anyway, the lecture of what Quran says about hijab that I dealt was not specifically to women but because it is well known that the hijab the veil is referring to the women that is why I said in the earlier this message but what Quran says about hijab means the word hijab translated as veil not from only women but men and women both but before I discuss the ayahs related to the topic I would like to give you the understanding in the world what has people have gathered or have understood or has been known generally what is a hijab. You may have heard a word scarf, scarf or a headgear. A lady wearing a scarf or a headgear is referred in the most of the Muslim society as hijab. The word hijab that has occurred in the Quran, how many, I think five times, five times the word hijab has occurred in the Quran, which means wait. And two times the word has occurred hijaban, which is, which is also the same word, but just grammatically a little bit of difference, which means veil two times. And, and, and one more time is mahjubun, which means also hijab. The root letter is the hijab. So total eight times the word hijab, the word hijab, meaning the veil, has occurred in the Quran and not once. I repeat, not once it is related to the understanding prevailing in the environment as a headgear or as a, a gown or whatsoever people are taking with clothes, facing the cover, facing the head, facing, covering the eyes or the face or the hands or the feet, whatsoever. Not once. First of all, you must know this. Hijab means the veil, a barrier between two people or between Allah and me we that's the meaning first of all we must understand what you're listening so the meaning of hijab is a meaning means the barrier or a veil that's the meaning but what why we keep we are having a hijab means we are we are covering our clothes by our body and everything we are covering by clothes But what hijab is related to Allah and the ayahs that I will read and we'll find out what it says. First of all, 
I would like to give you two, three words of Arabic words that is in the Quran to understand this lecture more easily and that is the word sawb, thawb, translated as clothes, cloth. I am wearing a cloth. You, you people are wearing cloth. That is Arabic word is sawb, plural is siyab. The other word is the libas or labasa which means to wear. I am wearing clothes. You people are wearing clothes. To wear means labasa or libas. What you are wearing is clothes. Means a garment or a dress coat, a dress. It can vary from country to country or city to uh, nations and everywhere. Culture also. There's a dress. Every man and woman are wearing clothes. And that, when you say wearing clothes in the Arabic, it means thawb. Wearing clothes, clothes means thawb, thiyab, and labas, labasa means to wear. So all of you are wearing clothes, all of us. And the way we are wearing, meaning we are covering ourselves our body and once we are covering our body we are so to say bringing a hijab between each other hijab we are the, the what is the this is the suit i'm wearing is a cloth made of cloth it has become a hijab a barrier between my inner body structure and the outside from you people Similarly, women are wearing and men are wearing. So it, the clothes are a barrier at the moment between me and you and everybody. It, we wear clothes. Wearing a cloth is already a hijab. When a child or we people are born, definitely we are, you all know we are born nude. But the moment the child is born, we cover the child, meaning what covering we do with the clothes is what physical parts of that child is the private parts. The whole world knows what are the private parts. So there are certain parts to be exposed and there are certain parts to be hide. The hidden parts and the exposed parts. The debate or the dispute going on around, around the Muslim community is the what are the exposed parts and what are the hidden parts of women, generally speaking. But everybody knows what are the private parts and what are the exposed parts, generally in the whole world. Precisely when we'll deal the ayahs relating to this uh, so topic hijab, to veil, to, to create a barrier between each other, we'll see. But why I'm reading this, uh, this word, the close, Already we are in hijab. When we wear clothes, we are hijab. Everybody is in hijab, we are wearing clothes. The limitations we'll discuss. What are the limits? That is we are going to discuss. What we can expose and what we cannot expose. Secondly, <clears throat> a self or a soul or a nafs in Arabic of human beings contains two things. Self of a human being contains two things or a human being contains a soul 
and soul contains two things the intelligence and emotions the feelings and once the human and one is the body structure the body so human beings are a combination of body this body and soul the self and the self contains heart where from emotions are exposed feelings and the other is the head the intelligence so the psychology contains the intelligence and the emotions and the body is the human body male or females difference is the structure so when we will discuss the hijab it it refers to both the body and the soul the self in psychology what you have to hide from each other and what you have to expose in psychology similarly what body structure you have what are the exposed parts of the body and what are the hidden parts of the body private parts so this you must understand that we are not only covering our body we have to we are already we know we don't know but we are already covering our psychological aspects and in that psycho- psychological aspects are emotions and feelings either you say feelings or emotions and intelligence in the emotion the feelings the sexual feelings is included the feelings so we are covering from each other how the lecture will go on i will discuss first the ayas that is given in the booklet related to the word hijab first related to the word hijab a few ayas i will discuss the word hijab the word that hijab has occurred in the ayas then we will discuss the physical aspect and the emotional aspect of women first the hijab or whatever the veil and then the men hijab is also mentioned in the quran both but first women and then men but first of all i am discussing the word hijab the word how the word hijab has occurred in the ayas number surah number surah 42 ayah 51 وَمَا كَانَ لِبَشَرٍ أَنْ يُكَلِّمُهُ اللَّهِ إِلَّا وَحْيًا أَوْ مِنْ وَرَاءِ حِجَابٍ أَوْ يُرْسِلَ رَسُولًا فَيُوحِيَ بِإِذْنِهِ مَا يَشَاءُ إِنَّهُ عَلِيٌّ حَكِيمٌ And it is not for any human being that Allah speaks to him except by inspiration or from behind a hijab veil. or he sends a messenger then he inspires with his permission what he wills surely his most high wise if you note in this ayah the word hijab has occurred the word hijab has occurred in this ayah and in the con- it is just plainly if you read it you can understand this is not a physical hijab I will explain to you that Allah in this ayah Allah says that there are three modes by virtue Allah communicate or speaks with man. One is by wahi or inspiration and the second is behind the hijab. Mim warai hijab 
or behind a veil. He speaks to man. The third is, he sends a Rasul or messenger. And this messenger inspires whatever Allah wills to the man. So there are three different modes of Allah that Allah communicates to people, men and women both. That is the mode of communication. And in this mode, I'm not going to discuss how our lecture is related to hijab. So I will just say, I tell you that we have to understand that we have to, what is that hijab? Or what is that hijab, the veil, that behind that hijab veil, Allah communicates to man. That is the topic. What is that hijab, the veil, that behind that veil and hijab, Allah communicates to man? We have to discuss that. The other aspects and how, and there's a big topic, a separate topic altogether. But only I'm going to discuss the word hijab, telling you that what is that hijab, the veil, that Allah communicates to men. Because we all want to follow the guidance from Allah. So what, the, what hijab that I should have, that Allah should communicate to me? What is the veil or what is the hijab I should have that behind that hijab, the veil, Allah communicates to me? And the best of example in the whole Quran, the word hijab, the veil, has occurred here with Allah and with Maryam, Mary. And if you know, if you next listen to the next ayah, I will read for you Surah Maryam 19 and ayah 16 and 17. وَذْكُرْ فِي الْكِتَابِ مَرْيَمْ إِذِنْ تَبَذَتْ مِنْ أَهْلِهَا مَكَانًا and mention the mention the Maryam Mary in the book when she separated from her family to an eastern place. Fattahad min dunihim hijaba. Fattahadat min dunihim hijaba. Farsalna ilayha ruhana. Fatamatalaha basharan sabiya. Then apart from them, she took a hijab veil then we sent to her our ruh spirit the essence so he was for an even example of a human being the example the best example or the only example that has occurred in the quran is with maryam the word hijab the word hijab has occurred with allah that allah speaks to man behind that hijab veil and now Allah is explaining that mention or remember in the book about Maryam that she separated from her family to an eastern place somewhere in the east. She separated. Then apart from her family, then apart from her, from her family, from her family, she took a hijab, the veil. Her family in the Quran is, the father is the Imran al-Islam, Imran. 
Imran and the brothers are the Musa and Harun and the caretaker of Maryam is Zakaria this, these are the family of Maryam so apart from these people there is a father the brother and the caretaker Zakaria and these are all three prophets apart from them she took an hijab who? Maryam from who? from other people Exceptions, exception is Imran Hazrat Imran Hazrat Harun Hazrat uh, Musa and Zakaria the caretaker of Maryam apart from these people she took the hijab from whom? from the people other people from other people she took a hijab and the moment she t- took that hijab Allah sent the essence of the ruh to her that means Allah when she took that hijab Allah is communication Allah is communicating with Maryam behind that veil behind that hijab when she established the hijab behind that hijab the veil Allah send the spirit to communicate to her that is the way Allah communicates to man so Maryam apart from her family members I have already mentioned they are the prophets she took an hijab and once she took the hijab Allah sends the messenger Ruh the spirit and behind that spirit Allah speaks to her and what there are many places I'm just giving you one to reference what she's what that how she how Allah speaks it is mentioned in Surah Al Imran 3 and Ayah 42 وَإِذْ قَالَتِ الْمَلَائِكَةُ يَا مَرْيَمُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ اصْطَفَاكِ وَطَّهَرَكِ وَاصْطَفَاكِ عَلَى نِسَاءِ الْعَالَمِينَ and when the angel said O Maryam Mary surely Allah has chosen you and purified you and he has chosen you above the, above the woman of all worlds this is the communication of Allah through Maryam to, to Maryam via angels and there's a communication going on that Allah is speaking via the angels the messengers to Maryam O Maryam when the angel said O Maryam Ya Maryam Inna Allah astafaki surely Allah has chosen you wa tahraki purified you wa astafaki and chosen you ala nisail alameen that above all women of the worlds because she has taken the hijab the veil from other people from other people and then Allah sent his spirit to communicate to her so ladies and gentlemen we must know for sure what hijab we are talking about that Allah speaks to man behind that hijab veil we have to establish a hijab the veil in a manner that we should understand the essence of the Quranic ayahs and once we understand the essence of the Quranic ayahs that means Allah is communicating to us but before we do so we must know that we have to have that veil if we do not have the hijab the veil we can never ever understand Allah's ayahs that's the law of nature that Allah speaks to man behind the veil that hijab 
And Maryam al-Islam is the example that she took that hijab, that Allah sends the spirit, Allah sends the angels, and angels said, Oh Maryam, Allah has chosen you, chosen you, purified you, chosen you above the woman of all alameen worlds. So we have understood from till here that hijab, the veil, they, up till now you can understand she must be having a physical and a psychological hijab. I am not uh, disregarding the physical aspect here, but I am including the spiritual aspect, the hijab, the veil, the barrier, the barrier between what people say and what Allah says. That is the hijab you have to create. You have to have that hijab, what people are saying about Allah and, and, and things, you must have that hijab, the veil which Maryam had, did have it, so that Allah communicated to her. Now if you do not do so, what, what is mentioned, if you go to Surah Al-Mutafifin, 83 chapter and ayah 13 and 16. إِذَا تُطْلَى عَلَيْهِ آيَاتُنَا قَالَ سَاطِيرُ الْأَوَّلِينَ كَلَّا بَلْ غَانَ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ مَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ when our ayahs, signs, verses are recited on him, he says, these are the myths of the earlier people. By no means. But what they have, what they have earned have rusted their hearts. By no means on the day they will be definitely in hijab, wail from their Lord then surely they will roast in hell. The Arabic word is lamahjubun. Comes from the root letter hijab. And in this ayah Allah is telling us whenever the ayahs are recited on people, they say this is a myth. And myth is something which is not real. Which is just artificial, not, not, not real. They say, when they listen to the ayahs, and they, this is a myth of the earlier people, that the stories, fairy tales. Allah says, by no means, what they've earned has rusted their hearts. Now the word in Arabic is hearts, and from the hearts are the emotions are activated. So Allah says, they have rusted their hearts, what they've earned, because their emotions and feelings are, have been rusted, by somewhere other than Allah's ayahs or Allah's message. Because the ayahs when recited, they said, this is, this is a myth of the earlier peoples. So their feelings are involved somewhere else. The lecture, and there's another topic where shaitan stirs up the feelings of mankind and confuses the mankind. The shaitan's job is to capture your feelings and emotions. Where the emotion, because the emotions intellectually also convinces you, and when you are, your feelings are attached, your heart becomes rusted if they are not aligned with Allah's uh, uh, instructions or mokum ayats. So, dear, by no means what they have earned rusted their hearts. By no means on day on that day they will be definitely in hijab with the Lord from the Lord, meaning they are having a hijab, a veil, from the Lord. Meaning they are exposed to the people's psyches and having a hijab from Allah's ayahs. 
They don't want to understand what Allah says. They are listening to people but having a hijab from the Lord. They they are thinking like that. So in this ayah they are having a hijab from the Lord meaning exposing somewhere else. Hazrat Maryam had a hijab for the Lord but from other people she took the hijab. Meaning she did not listen to other people. She took the hijab, listened to Allah. Here in this ayah, people are having hijab from the Lord. That means they are exposed to people. They are listening to what people are saying. This is, you must, hijab means a barrier, I am telling you a veil. But between to whom, to whom? Between what? So in the previous ayah, Maryam took a hijab in a way that was, she took a hijab from the people, meaning a barrier from the people, she was listening to Allah. Here, the people are listening to people, they rested their hearts from it, and, and having a barrier from Allah. The hijab, this, this is, these are the two, three ayahs that the word hijab has occurred. First Silat 41, ayah 5. وَقَالُوا قُلُوبُنَا فِي أَكِنَّا مِمَّا تَدْعُونَا إِلَيْهِ وَفِي آدَانِنَا وَقْرٌ وَمِن بَيْنِنَا وَبَيْنِكَ حِجَابٌ فَعْمَلْ إِنَّنَا عَامِلُونَ And they say, our hearts are in a covering. From that you invite, toward, toward, invite us toward him, towards him. And in our ears is a deafness. And between us and you is a hijab. So you work, surely we are working. Now in this ayah, again you will note, the word hijab has occurred in Arabic. I am reading those ayahs that the, ayah, the word hijab has occurred in Arabic. And this word hijab is not referring to an, any gear. It's not referring to any gear, a dress code. It is referring to look when they say, and they say our hearts is in coverings, where our emotions are stuck up. They from that you invite us towards him. That means the believers are inviting the people towards Allah. So the non-believers are saying, the quotations of the non-believers, they say our hearts are in a covering. From that you invite us towards him, towards the Lord. And in our ears is deafness. And between us, the non-believers, and you, the believers, is a hijab. So you work and we are also working. This is a statement of those people who are having a hijab, a veil between the believers and the non-believers. Again the word hijab has occurred. So you can note in, up till now the three, four ayahs is not talking a hijab as a headgear or any gear. So it is referring to a psychological barrier, a psychological hijab between the believers and the non-believers. Up till now I've read. And Maryam also has taken a hijab from the calm, from the people, and from and Allah. And not from Allah, but for Allah. So now, in Surah 17, Surah in continuation, Al-Asra, Al-Asra, and Ayah 45-46. وَإِذَا قَرَأَتَ الْقُرْآنَ جَعَلْنَا بَيْنَكَ وَبَيْنَ الَّذِينَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْآخِرَةِ حِجَابًا مَسْتُورًا وَجَعَلْنَا عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ أَكِنَّا أَنْ يَفْقَهُهُ وَفِي آذَانِهِمْ وَقْرًا وَإِذَا ذَكَرْتَ رَبَّكَ فِي الْقُرْآنِ وَحْدَةِ وَلَّوْ عَلَىٰ أَدْبَارِهِمْ نُفُورًا And when you read the Qur'an, the reading, we put a hijab, the veil, invisible, between you and those 
who do not believe in the last day. And we put a covering on their hearts that they should understand it. And in their ears is a deafness. And when you mention your Lord, Him alone in Al-Quran, the reading, they turn their backs fleeing. Again, the word hijab has occurred. The word hijab is mentioned in the ayah. Again, you will note. And this is a hijab that Allah is putting between the non-believers and, the, and Muhammad sallallahu and whoever the believes the ayahs. There is a hijab, a veil being put by Allah, an invisible, invisible veil, a hijab. That's a psychological hijab, a visible, invisible. When you read Al-Quran, the reading, we put a hijab veil invisible between you and those who do not believe in the last day, who do not believe that they have to give the account to Allah, not to these people who are telling you what is the hijab, what is the veil. If you listen to the people, you are not accountable to them. You have to listen to Allah that you are accountable on the day of judgment. So you must have an hijab from the people for Allah. If you will not do so, the ayah said, we put a covering on their hearts, they should not they should understand it. They will not understand the essence. Because you cannot, you see, you cannot have two things in your mind. Either you listen to Allah or you listen to mankind. This is the, this is the problem. So I have read these ayahs to explain to you that there is not a single verse in the whole Quran, the word hijab has referred as a, any sort of gear, a clothing or a gear, the clothes or the wearing of a gear. It is always a psychological barrier in relation to belief. And Allah is expecting mankind to have a hijab. Now I will go into detail. I'm not denying, I, they must have a hijab, the veil, a psychological and physical, in order, purpose you must understand, for in order that Allah should speak to us, so that Allah communicates to us behind a veil. وَمِمْ وَرَاي hijab. Hazrat Maryam established that hijab, so Allah communicated to her. So we, Muslims, should have a hijab veil, men and women both, so that Allah should communicate to us. Meaning we, should, we can understand the ayat or the essence or the message of Allah's ayahs. That is the purpose. So now we will know, now, now I will, this was the word hijab, wherever the Quranic ayat contains the word hijab. Now I will discuss those ayahs referring to women. Referring to women first, uh, because in the Quran also, Hazrat Maryam is mentioned in relation to hijab. That is why I'm going to speak first about the women. We have to understand first what the Quran says about the women's personality. Why, why, uh, why the hijab or uh, why Hazrat Maryam took a hijab that Allah speaks to, to, to her behind that veil, but that hijab, the veil. But at the same time, what is the why women as related to hijab mostly and in the Quran also? So you have to understand what is the personality of women as mentioned in the Quran. It has one ayat I will just refer to and then we'll follow, uh, uh, carry on. Surah Ali Imran 3 and Ayah 14. Zuyina linnasi hubbu shahawati minan nisai wal banina wal qanatiri al-muqantarati minan dhahabi wal fiddha 
والخيل المصومة والأنعام والحرف ذلك متاع الحياة الدنيا والله عنده حسن المآب Adornment for people is the love of desires from women and sons and heaped up heaps of gold and silver and marked horses and cattle and cultivated land. That is the enjoyment of worldly life and the beautiful resort is near Allah. The first word of this ayah is Zuyina. The word Zuyina means Zenith in English. In English means adornment. Adornment. Women are adornment. And the ayah says for linnas, for linnas means mankind. Zuyina linnasi. For mankind, adornment are the love of the desires. Mina nisa from women, number one. Wal banin from the sons. Wal qanatil muqaddri mina dhabi means gold, heaps of golds and silver. Wal khayl musawwati marked horses. And the cattle and the cultivated land. These five aspects are the adornment, the love and the desire and the adornment for men and women both. All men and all women would like to have heaps of gold. Don't you? All men and women would like to have sons in compared to daughters. All men and women would like to have marked horses as their ownership or cultivated land in their possession. Who will not like to have? Everybody. This is the mata or the enjoyment of this worldly life that Allah has made men and women both in a manner that these five aspects, every man and woman, every man and woman, would like to possess and own, they have the desire, love and desire for these things, these people. So in that, women is an adornment for both men and women. For men and women both. All these things, every, I've, I've explained to you. But our, top, our topic is the women. So we come to know from this ayat that the personality of women is their, their, their adornment. For not only men, for women also. You are nothing but coal. You know men? You understand what coal is? So you are, from now on you must know that men, for men and women both, women are adornment. They look at each other. They adorn. For not you, for, for women. Because women are adornment. And men are also like them, women also like their beauty and adornment. So you must know the personality that Allah has made for women, uh, the personality of the woman is adornment. Now, discussing, we have to understand from, from head, from my head to toe, physically and psychologically. In both aspects, women are adornment. So uh, now, since they are adornment, physically you must understand also from head to toe, completely. Physically and psychologically, they are adornment for both sexes, men and women both. So what, why, why, what Allah says in the ayahs about their the, the adornment, so they have to, what they have to expose or, and what they have to hide. Because they are adornment for both sexes. So this is how the, the lecture will go on. Now we are discussing the hijab specifically for women.
You will not see the word hijab. From now onwards, you will not see any word ayat in the, any, any word hijab in the ayahs. But we will know, we know the hijab meaning the barrier. Now what is the barrier or the hijab for women? So in Surah Nu 24, Ayah 31, Allah says, This is not a complete verse. I'm just reading a portion of the verse and then I will read further the whole verse. And say to the believing woman, to lower themselves from their insights and preserve their gaps, private parts, and do not show their adornment except what is obvious from it, and, this, and that they should strike over their pockets with their coverings. It is in continuation. It is in continuation. أو آباء بعلتهن أو أبنائهن أو أبناء بعلتهن أو إخوانهن أو بني إخوانهن أو بني أخواتهن أو نسائهن أو ما ملكت أيمانهن أو التابعين غير أولي الإربة من الرجال أو التفل الذين لم يظهروا على عورات النساء ولا يضربنا and that they should show their zenith adornment except for their husbands or their fathers or their husband fathers or their sons or their husband sons or their brothers or their brother sons or their sister sons or their women, <clears throat> or what their right possesses, or their subordinates, followers, other than from men who are skillful professionals, or accept those children on whom women, women's pudentum, that is gentle, are not obvious, and they should not strike with their feet, so what is hidden from their zenith adornment is known, and turn to Allah altogether, O believers, that you will prosper. Now, I will, I have just read the Arabic text and the translation to understand easily. I will uh, uh, read this whole ayat in three different portions, one little by little. First of all, we will discuss, come to page again five and six, and that is, and say for the believing women to lower themselves from their insights. I pause here for one portion of that complete ayah. Allah is telling to, to the believing woman. Allah is not speaking to, to women. He's not talking to women. Believing women. And believing woman means who believes, not just by the lip service. Say to the believing woman, sorry, mu'minat. Say to the believing woman, min hinna, that they should lower themselves from their insights. 
Basarat basar, basar, ain means eyes. Ainun, ain. Ainain, two eyes. In, in this ayah, there is no eyes. If you note very carefully, it is basarat, and basarat means insight. It is the insight. It is a sight, but insight. So Allah is telling the woman, believing woman, to lower themselves from their insights, the insight that is already given to you by Allah. And most of the ayahs gives you insight. When we ponder on, on the ayahs, the Allah gives us the insight. So Allah is telling in this ayah that the woman, believing woman, should lower themselves from their insights. That is the first hijab or this uh, a barrier they have to create. They have to follow this barrier. It is not mentioned here, but we have to understand. The women's should not look downwards all the time. They should look into face to man. But from their inside, they should lower their emotions or feelings of our satanic spurs. They have to lower themselves. The first. The second is, And they should preserve their gaps or private parts. We all know the women's private parts. The word Arabic is, وَيَحْفَزْنَا فُرُوجَهُنَّا it doesn't say cover your private parts. If it would have said cover your private parts, so you people are covered. You have to preserve, preserve your private parts. Cover is understood, but you can, you can cover your, uh, yourself by clothes, but you may not preserve your private parts. So specific Allah says, You have to preserve your private parts. Do you know clear? Do you want to know clear? Do you, do, do you want like to have clarification for that? You understand? Preserving the uh, uh, private parts and covering the private parts are two different things. Men and women can cover themselves by clothes, but they may not preserve their private parts. They can expose to do some adultery or fornication. So the ayah says you must preserve your private parts. The two hijab, the second hijab for the believing woman. Now this third, third phrase, means that they should not show their adornment except what is obvious from it. I, one phrase, walai yubdina zinatahunna they should not show their adornment except illa ma zahara minha, except what is obvious from it. What is obvious from it. So that means, I told you before, the, we have, don't forget the previous ayat, I will read this verse and then I will explain to you what are the obvious parts of the woman. Because Allah says that the woman should not show the zinat of the adornment, they should not show the zinat or the adornment, their adornment, illa except mazara, minha, what is obvious from it. This is the main issue of the ayah, main issue that you have to understand today. We have already discussed from, from head to toe, physically and psychologically, women are the adornment. We have already said, I've read before. So from head to toe, women are adornment. And in that, Allah is telling they can 
they can show the adornment, that means they can show something, they cannot show anything except what is obvious from it, from the adornment. So physically and psychologically, both we have to discuss what physical parts they can expose and what intelligence or emotions they can expose. What is the psychological, psychological aspects they can expose? So to understand this ayat, I will go to the next page and then we'll come back again. Surah Al-Maida 5 and Ayah 6. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, idha qumtum ila salah, faghsilu wujuhakum wa aidiyakum ila al-marafiq, wamsahu bi ru'usikum wa arjulakum ila al-ka'bayn. O oh, you believe when you stand for salah, pray, wash your faces and your hands to the elbows and rub your heads and wash your feet to the ankles. This ayah is not complete, but I am just referring one aspect of, of this ayah in relation how it will be related to our topic, the hijab of women and men both. We are discussing women first. So Allah when addresses to Yayu Ladina Amanu, it addresses to both men and women both. Oh, you believe, men and women, when you stand for prayer, when you stand for salah, the prayer, wash your faces. Wash your faces. And wash your hands to the elbow. Wash your hands, hands to the elbow. Specific portion, hands to the elbow. And, and rub your hands on your head. Meaning, and wash your feet to the ankles. These are the parts that Allah is asking to wash and rub. The head has to be rubbed and the other, as the face has to be washed, the hands to the elbows to be washed and the feet to the ankles to be washed and masa to rub the head before you come to salah the prayer. Can anyone tell in the audience who are coming for the first time why is Allah is asking to wash these parts? Why not the other part? Anyone in the audience who has come for the first time? Any just I'm asking a question. Yes, please. Anyone from the audience, why this? Why this part? Why not the shoulders? Why not the thighs? Why not the chest and other aspects? Yeah. Sorry? Very good. What do you know? They are the exposed parts. They are the exposed parts in the whole world. The face is exposed, the head is exposed, the ankles are exposed, feet are the ankles, and they but in the, 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 this, these are the generally exposed parts in the whole world, men and women both. But because of the culture in the summer climatic conditions or the winter conditions, they may be covered or they may be exposed further. But the, 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 the ayah that is referring to is, is, is the portions that are exposed parts of men and both. So because in this ayah we have to come to know men and women both, Physical exposed parts are mentioned in the Quranic ayat in relation to the salah, the prayer. That is not, but we understand by this ayat. The ayat that I am reading, the word hijab is not mentioned in any part, any ayat. Now I have the further ayat read. But we are understanding from those ayat what is the hijab or the barrier, what, what are the exposed parts 
and what are the hidden parts from these ayats. So in this ayat also it is not referring to directly to the hijab, but indirectly we understand these are the exposed parts of men and women both. Hands, I'm repeating, the face is to be exposed, the head is to be exposed, hands to the elbows to be exposed and feet to the ankles to be exposed. Now, again I go, next, go just to go to the next page and I read, if you look downwards, almost in the end of the ayah, page number, surah number 24, ayah 31 in continuation, just in the downwards, وَلَا يَذْرِبْنَا and they should not strike with their feet. So what is hidden from their zenith adornment is known. Now I will read the whole ayat again, but I just want to make a point you must understand. Listen to me very carefully. The first portion that I read, I read again, وَلَا يُبْدِينَ زِينَتَهُنَّ إِلَّا مَا زَهْرَ مِنْهَا do not, the women should not expose their adornment except what is obvious. We have come to know the parts what are obvious. Now this ayah says, the portion of the ayah says, and they should not strike their feet so that what is hidden from the zenith is known. So in this ayah we come to know the hidden zenith, the hidden adornment. I'm reading again, look very carefully. And they should not strike with their feet. So what is hidden from their zenith adornment is known. So my question to you is, the rest part which, the, we know the exposed part. We know the exposed, obvious parts. We know the obvious parts, the head, the face, and the hands to the elbows and the feet. Now let's say the women should not strike their feet on the, so hard that the hidden part is be known. So you know the other, what are the other parts? You know all of you there, what are the other hidden zenith of a woman? The exposed zenith of a woman and the hidden zenith of the woman. The zenith, adornment, she's total adornment. I'm not just, we, are, we, are, we agree to that, that from hair to butt to toe, women are adornment. But the exposed adornment or the exposed part of the body and the hidden part of the body Allah himself said that they should not strike their feet. The exposed parts are the wuzu parts, which you do wuzu. The other is the hidden part. And that is also mentioned in the ayah that if you should not, they should not strike their feet, women, so their hidden parts will be known. So other than that, like for example, some women say that the hair is the hidden part. So if they strike the feet, would you know their, their, their hairs? What type of hair they have? So if they strike the feet, what do you will come to know? That is the hidden aspect of women. I would like to discuss this also. What is a head? You know, usually in language, in la if you know, we also use this word, where, where the emotions and the feelings are stirred up, what, what part, the physical part of a human, human mind? What, from where the hum, emotions are, are felt or, or, you know, heart. And intelligence? Head. So Allah, when Allah says, wash your muscle, your head, head is the, physical is head, is psychological would be intelligence, head. Face is, what is a face? 
Phase one is the physical phase you see, and the in, in, in psyche we, we can identify a woman or a man by face. And hands to the elbow is you work. What is your, your hands are representing what you work. What is your works, what, where you go and what is your, your hands do, what your hands do. And your feet is referring to, feet to the ankle represents your whereabouts, where you move about, where you go, where your legs take you, where you move about. In psychology, in physically, what are the exposed parts? I have discussed face. That means they can, they can, they can show their face. Head, they can use, they can talk intelligently to any men, intelligently. They can show their feelings, emotions, because that comes from heart. And hands to the elbow, when they are working somewhere, they can identify we are working so and so place. What are the movements where they move about? They can identify, well, this is my movement, movement. I move about this. So psychologically and physically, these are the exposed aspects of women. They can expose themselves to physically, they can expose the, is the face that represents the personality identification and their woman identification in the world and the Quran is that Hazrat Maryam was identified in the Quran as Imran's daughter and at Harun's sister. Because she was not married, that means she was referred to the to Harun as the brother sister of Harun and as the daughter of Imran. And Nu al-Islam and Lut al-Islam and Ibrahim al-Islam and other prophets' wives are referred as Ibrahim's wife, Nu's wife, and Lut's wife. No wife name is mentioned in the Quran. No prophets or no woman's name is mentioned in the Quran. They are referred as Nu's wife, Lut al-Islam's wife, or Ibrahim al-Islam's wife, and Musa al-Islam's wife, or Firon's wife. You understand what I'm saying? So women are identified by men from their fathers or from their daughters, or sorry, from their sons or from their brothers or from their husbands. So that is why Allah is uh, represented, they can show their face can also identify that who are they, meaning they are the daughters of so-and-so, they are the wife of so-and-so, they are the, they, they are the mother of so-and-so, that Isa Islam was, Maryam was the mother of Jesus, peace be upon him. So their face identification should be known. The face is an identification. So, so we were reading this, we have understood this now, further portion is and they should strike over now their pockets with the coverings now what is juyub juyub is the plural of jayb and what is jayb a pocket a pocket jayb you understand jayb in Urdu and plural of jayb is juyu, pockets. So Allah says, well, yadribna, that, that they, should, they may strike with their coverings over the pockets. So we have to understand what are the pockets, physical pocket, pockets. I think you all of you understand the physical pocket of a woman. They are carrying something. The breast, the chest, you understand, they are carrying Something that is big, it's like a pocket they're carrying. So in psychology is because they are, it is near the heart is also here. 
So, and Allah says that they should strike over the jubi in their pockets with their coverings. Meaning that every woman in the world contains the feelings and emotions of the fathers, contains the feelings and emotions of the brothers, contains the feelings and emotions of the sons. Every man is telling something to the women. And women are having this information from all people. From the son they are having feelings or information. So if they start talking from here and there, it will be confusion. So what is, because, they, because Allah has referred women as Malka Saba, the queen. She's the best of the politician. So why Allah said on the whole Quran, Sulaiman is the king, is king, Malik, Malik. And the Malka is woman, Malka Saba. And her throne is, is referred as the, as the Azim throne. So women are the beautiful uh, queens. Because they know how, if they are good maneuver, they have to maneuver the husband, they have to maneuver the son, they have to maneuver the brother, they have to maneuver the whole family as such. If they start talking behind their backs to everybody, there will be a fighting and war. So that is why Allah says they, they should strike over their pockets with their coverings. So that they should not discuss so many aspects of life with other people whom they are carrying the secrets of others and their own. That is that they say that this woman is, a, the women talk behind their backs Men also do so, but mostly it is famous for women. So this is the hijab or the veil that they should strike over their pockets. They should not discuss the secrets of their husbands or family talks or personal talks to other people. They should not have any kind of friends, male or female. They should speak to the, their family talks, not to other people. This is the hijab of the veil of a woman. That is, they said they should strike. Over their pockets. The pockets I'm telling you are physical. I've told you what is the physical pocket. You all of you know. But at the same time, the psychological aspect of this ayah is, is that they should hold secrets of other people's or information that they, have, they are carrying. And in, 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 you note you know mostly that the, uh, the information that are leaked by men is through women. They hire women to find out To, to go through, talk to, have this friendship with this man and find out what, what kind of a man is and take out the information. So men, mostly they talk and women, they just listen and smile and they show this adornment and they get the secrets out. So Allah is telling this woman, they should strike it. This is the hijab of the woman we are discussing. So now, if you note, till now we have discussed, I'm discussing physical hijab continuously and psychological hijab continuously both. Now, in this aspect, if you look, Allah says, Wala yubdina zina tahunna, they should not, they should not show their zenith adornment except for their husbands. I'm not reading the brackets, I'm asking you, what is the adornment they can show to their husbands as well as to their fathers? Is it physical? Of course, you can say for that, but this is one thing, continuity with everybody. So we must understand what is that adornment that can be shown to the husband. At the same time, they can show to their fathers or the husband fathers or their sons or husbands. You must understand 
So this, what is the adornment? Is it a physical adornment or a psychological adornment? They have to show to their fathers. Psychological adornment. Right, they can't show it to their sons and you, you, I'll read the, the relations. If you look, look at the relations, you will come to know. Look, if you say uh, husbands, uh, uh, in, uh, you just read, except for their husbands or their fathers or their husbands' fathers. You can't show the, the physical adornment to husbands' fathers or their sons or their husbands' sons or their brothers or their brothers' sons or their sisters' sons or their women or what their right possesses or their subordinate followers other than from men who are skillful pracha. Now I will discuss, if you note the word or, O-R-R or is very important here. O-R-R. Or. Women, their personality, I told you before, the woman personality Allah has made in a, such a manner, their adornment for both men and women, so they can show this adornment, which is obvious, what parts are obvious and what psychological they can show, but at the same time they must not uh, show the, the emotional or feelings to everybody. There is a limitation. Limitation is described in this side by using the word O-R, or, 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 or. That means every woman in the world is attached to one person in her life. They may live, they can show this adornment because they are living with their fathers, maybe husband, maybe son, everybody. But they, are, they can literally have this kind of feeling of emotion and passion to one personality. Because the word is or. Either the husband, look now, or except for their husbands or their fathers. Or their husband fathers. They can't show or they this whole adornment to everybody. Otherwise they'll again get confusion. Because they want to adorn the father by, by the father says, look daughter, you have to have this kind of dress. You should have dress like this. You should have this kind of hairs because the father has she has lived her life at the father's house. The fa she was adorning the father by, by pleasing the, his, the father. But now when she gets married, she can't have that same attitude towards the husband. Because husband may dislikes and liking will be different. So once she's attached to the husband, she has to look forward to the husband's liking and disliking. So she has to adorn the husband now. And once she has a son, an elderly son, the husband goes away, then the, the son comes from in front of her. First she leaves the father, then takes the husband on. Then she leaves the husband, then the son comes. So every woman is basically, is designed in a manner that she's always attached to one personality. And among the children also is one personality. Among the two or three or four sons is also one son. She will always be attached to one individual. That is the true hijab of a woman. She can't be adorn, giving, showing adornment to everybody. We are talking psychological now. We are not doing physical at all. She can't adorn psychologically to every woman. Meaning, making a pleasing the father also and the son also and the daughter also and everybody. Yes, they can please to, to a limit, but in the true sense, she'll be attached to one. That is the word or is being used in the, in the ayats. To whom she's being living with, to whom she's 
sharing the life with, uh, either it be, may be a husband or the father or the son or, or whatsoever. That she has to, that is how her life, pivot of life is, that she has to adorn one human being. In all these categories, the one verse that, uh, one portion of the verse, uh, other than men who, uh, or their subordinates, she can, if she's living with one servant, suppose, and she can adorn this, not sexually, or we are talking about, uh, she can uh, adorn this servant also, other than men who are skillful. She cannot adorn the skillful men because they can take the advantage or they can befool be them. So they cannot because a servant, if you please the servant, he, he knows the limits. So the Allah says they can't adorn only one exception, otherwise they can adorn everyone. So in this ayah, we have come to know this 24 surah number 31 ayah, there were four or five, four, four, five uh, hijab. One was of the inside, they have to lower their personalities from their insides, they have to preserve their gaps or private parts, and they cannot show their adornments physically and psychologically, except what is obvious of it. The obvious parts of the body parts, we have come to know from the salah parts, they are the hands and the face, head and the hands to the elbows, face to the ankles, these are the obvious parts. And they should not strike their feet so that hidden zenith is known. So hidden zenith is something that can be known if they strike their feet. That is the, how we come to know what is a hidden zenith of a woman. And I am reading the verse below, below one first, Surah Al-Azab 33 and Ayah 59. Ya ayyuan nabiyyu qul li azwajika wa banatika wa nisail mu'mineen. يُدْنِينَ عَلَيْهِنَّ مِنْ جَلَابِ بِهِنَّ ذَلِكَ أَذْنَا عَنْ يُعْرَفْنَا فَلَا يُؤْذَيْنَ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ غَفُورًا رَحِيمًا O Prophet, say to your pairs of wives and your daughters and the women of the believers that they should make a base from their gowns on them. This base is made so that they are identified, recognized and they will not be hurt or teased. And Allah is forgiving, compassionate. <clears throat> now in this ayat, Allah is addressing to the Prophet. Ya yuan Nabi. The Prophet is addressed, addressed and Allah says, Kulli azwajika, say to your pairs or, or wives and your daughters and the uh, women of the believers. These three categories are mentioned. First is the Prophet wives. Second is the daughters of the, daughters of the Prophet. Third is the believing woman. There are three different categories. To all of them Allah says that they should make a base from their gowns on them. By wearing a gown, they should make a base. Base means foundation or you can say like a degree. What is a gown in, in language in the world, in English language? Or what, when we wear a gown, in the, in, uh, if you note, Whenever you are given a degree by any institution, they ask you to wear a gown. By, then that wearing a gown is an identification that you have uh, attained that degree. Similarly, Allah, we have already discussed the coverings. We have already discussed the exposed parts. But wearing a gown is an identification of the believing woman 
is an identification of the prophet wives is an identification of the prophet's daughters and they can only be identified if their face is open and exposed that this is the wife of the prophet this is the daughter of the prophet and this is the wife, uh, woman of the believer so now in and the gown is an identification it is not a covering i told you before we know the exposed parts we have discussed the hidden parts the hidden parts is also discussed and the exposed part is discussed the gown is an identification that they are believers they should be recognized and they should not be teased and allah is forgiving and compassionate so now we come to know what is a gown it is not a covering clothes women and men you people are wearing clothes that means you are already covering yourselves you are already in hijab meaning you have made, have made this clothes as a barrier between you and me i am wearing clothes this is a barrier between me and you but by some exposed parts and parts are there your exposed parts are there but what is a gown is not a covering it is an identification it is a base a foundation that you are a believing man or believing woman i am surprised the men are standing are wearing gowns it was a gown was asked by allah to women to wear a gown men who take degrees who are alim wear gowns the same gown is allah is asking women to wear, and that gown is been asked by allah and allah is giving the order or giving this base to women to wear it so that they are recognized or identified nowhere in the law says that in the quran that men should wear gowns so it is women and remember it is not again i am repeating twice or thrice it is not a covering it is an identification a gown is an identification that they are prophet wives they are not ordinary wives they are prophet's daughters they are not ordinary women they are the women of the believers and they are recognized and gown is a recognition they are in arabic zalika adna an yu'rafna that is the base is to be that identified or recognized it is made so that they are identified or recognized and they will not be hurt or teased and allah is forgiving and compassionate so remember ladies and gentlemen we have understood the exposed part the private parts and now the gown has introduced and gown is an identification so that they are recognized as believing women surah al azab 33 and ayah 33 wa qanna fi buyutikunna wala tabarrajna tabarruj al jahiliyata jahiliyat al ula wa aqimna salata wa atina zakah وأطعنا الله ورسوله إنما يريد الله ليذهب عنكم الرجس أهل البيت ويطهركم تطهيرا and keep a link in your houses and you do not decorate yourselves as you decorate previously in ignorance جاهلية الأولى in ignorance and establish the salah the prayer and give zakat the justification and obey Allah and His Messenger surely Allah wants to take away the dirt from you people of the house. and to purify you as purified ones in this ayah allah is referring to the wives of the prophets or the pairs of the prophet the context of this ayah it says keep a link 
in your houses and you do not decorate yourselves as you decorated previously in, in, in ignorance. Now we see in the world and we have so many beauty parlors, women are being decorated. What is the reason for decoration? They adorn themselves. What, why they adorn themselves? Because Allah has made their psyche, they are psychologically in a manner, they are born like this, they want to be looked nice, they want to please, they want to be adorned. That's, that's the psychology. But they forget this, they are already an adornment. They are already an adornment by men, for men and both. We have read that ayat, that Allah has made for men and women both, women as an adornment. If you see a piece of gold, it's an adornment. If you uh, make the gold in any manner, gold, you will be attracted towards gold, won't you? Or you see a marked horse, which is, I'm talking about the adornment, if you see a sun, You don't have to adorn the sun to be good, you'll be more adorned. Similarly, women are adornment. Gold is gold, you like gold. You make shape the gold into anything, make a ring out of it or make anything, but it will remain an adornment. Similarly, women are adornment. It will remain adornment. So women, when decorating themselves, forget that they are being adornment. So they think psychologically they are not so good. They are not being adorned. So they think that if they adorn further, which the, this whole system has been made, maybe, maybe it's better. But they forget they are already adornment. They may be looking pleasing to someone. Why are you making more pleasing to yourself or for, for, to others? Because Allah says, these are the, the, they, are the, they are the people, Allah has mentioned that you have to adorn these personalities, one of the, these personalities. You have, your psyche is built in in a manner, you do not want to adorn every Tom, Dick and Harry. No woman wants this. They want to be, they want to please one personality. It's the, in their psychology. So if they want, if they are adorning themselves, they are making confusion for other, other men and women both. So if it has become a fashion, so that is why Allah says, we are talking about the, the content of this eye is referring to the Prophet's wives. That keep a link in your houses and you do not decorate yourselves as you decorated previously in ignorance. You may have done it in before in ignorance, But now you do not decorate, number one. And then also keep a link in your houses. Meaning a woman ha should have a link in the house. They are asking why we should remain in the house all the time. You don't have to remain in the house. You should decorate the house. You may look after the house. All the internal house affairs, you must know it. You are made like such. We, Allah is telling you something, we, you already know it. From the very childhood, I have got daughters, I have got sons. I was a son myself when I was young. I never played houses, children playing with dolls and this, and, and this uh, houses, little houses that you buy and bring for you. My daughters still play today, small little daughters. They are playing, why they are playing? Who's teaching them to play with dolls and these houses? Barbie doll and these houses and why? Because it's built in your personality. So Allah is asking to have a link in the house, it's natural, it's but natural. You like to have a house, you like to work in the house, you look after a house. It is your psychology built in. By force you don't have to go out. 
So now, if, uh, in this ayah, Allah says, uh, establish the salah prayer and give zakah justification and obey Allah and his messenger. Surely Allah wants to take away the dirt from you people. It's in plural now of the house and to purify you as purified ones. The, the most important part or aspect of, the, of this verse related to our talk, the topic is that you have, the women should have a link in the house. They should keep a link in your houses and, you, and they should not decorate as they have decorated in, in ignorance. But in, I just want to refer to an ayah uh, in the Quran, Surah Nisa 4 and Ayah 15. I read for you and then I will explain what is the point I'm making here. Wallati yatin al fahishata min nisaikum, fasta shidu alayhinna arbatam minkum, fa in shahidu fa amsikuhunna fil buyut, hatta yatawafahunna al maut, aw yajalallahu lahunna sabila. And those and those from your women who comes with obscenity, then take four witnesses amongst you on them. Then if they bear witness, so detain them in the houses until death is complete on them, or Allah will set a, set a way for them. I am referring this ayat not in hijab context. The context of this ayah is referring, why I refer this is referring to you, is previously I read an ayah that was said that the woman should have a link in the house. Now, link does not mean that you have to detain the woman in the house. Detaining means you do not let your wives go or women go out of the house is not mentioned in the Quran. Because detain only, you can detain your woman in the house is only if they have done some obscenity. Going out is not restricted for women. That is why I am referring to this ayah. They can remain in the house, have a link in the house, they can go out, they can do whatever shopping or whatsoever, but they must have a link in the house. Their mind should be in the house, mostly because they have to build house, physical house and psychological house. Now, if, if some people detain the woman in the house, is only allowed if you find that your woman is, have committed some faisha. So if you come to know that your wife has committed a faisha, then you detain her. And not that you look for four witnesses, eyewitnesses. You come to know by yourself. If you come to know by yourself that your wife has committed adultery or fornication, what you have to do? You can detain her in the house. You don't have to kill her. You don't have to make hundred stripes of war. Hundred stripes, you detain her in the house. You don't have to divorce her. What you have to do is you take four witnesses, four witnesses of detaining her. Like when I'm getting married, I, 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 I'm getting married, I take witnesses. Two from the men and two from the women, don't you? So are they looking what you are going to do? No. <laughs> they take a witness that I'm getting married on a piece of paper. Similarly, you take detaining the woman in your house, you must have four witnesses. Look, I, she has committed adultery for this. I'm convinced and she's, she's committed, she has we have come to know, now I am detaining my wife. So to detain the wife in the house, you must have four witnesses. So that, that is the reason to detain. So I was just referring to you, is the woman can have a link in the house, that doesn't mean that she can't go out and work. We are talking about that if she has committed adultery or fallen and she's a wife of somebody, then she should be detained in the house. That is why I was referring to this. Anyway. Now, if you go to page number 11 and 12, Surah number Azab 33, 
آیا تھرٹی ٹو یا نسائے نبی لستن کا حدیم من النساء انک تقیتن فلا تخدعنا بالقول فیت مع اللذی فی قلبه مرض وقلن قولا معروفا او ومن آف دا پروفیٹ you should never be like anyone of the woman if you take God then do not subjugate with the saying so the one who has sickness in his heart will have desire and you should speak a saying of recognition ma'roof now Allah says again to the woman of the prophet that they are not like any other woman all these ayat that I'm reading is believing woman or the woman of the prophet They are not ordinary women. So Allah is also saying, you are not like any other woman, any ordinary woman, any other woman. If you take taqwa or you take taqwa, you do have taqwa, then do not subjugate with a saying, so the one who has, has a sickness in his heart will have the desire. Now you must understand what is this. Whenever a man speaks to woman and the woman speaks to man, we can have conversation behind a veil. Meaning behind, we have to have a hirail in hijab, we can speak to each other. But we must not forget that if the woman should not speak or if the, they should not be subjugated to any ex-personality ex or generally, so that a man who is having a sickness, a sickness in his heart will be moved with desire, thinking that she is interested in me. She just, you know, she just, in her normal way she's talking. Because she's an adornment, she's talking normally. And every woman knows that. She doesn't mean so many words, the man thinks that she means it. Because she's an adornment, so Allah is asking this woman, she, Allah knows that this woman are adornment for both sexes, men and women, women both. But the man who has got a sickness in his heart will be moved with desire. That is why Allah says, do not be subjugated with the saying, so the one who's has sickness in his heart, will have desire. And you should speak a saying of recognition, meaning without feelings of passion and emotion. They should speak straight. Have straight dialogue, straight discussion, not from the heart, not with feelings. So this is again in a hijab or a veil of a woman, even in speaking. They should speak in a manner that that veil should be kept. And that veil is not like adorning or subjugating themselves, this and that, you know, like this, what they do in the shopping. Or many, many times they know how to play. They don't mean, of course they don't mean, we all know that. But what happens, the, this is the wrong attitude of women towards, towards men. Because they are adornment, they should not take the advantage. That is why Allah is saying, do not subjugate yourself. Now this, up till now, I have read the verses related to women and their hijab. And all these ayahs, the word hijab, the veil was not present. You may have noted this. But we have deduced from the reading of ayahs that what is the hijab of, or the veil of a woman. Now I would like to have a comparative view with few verses where according to the Bible, the Jews and the Christian's faith, where, where the, the, the veil is also mentioned in the Christian Bible. Then uh, we will read what the Quran says about the hijab or the veil of men. But first we read what is the hijab veil of a woman in the Bible. 
page number 15 and 16. According to Good News Bible, Jews and Christians faith, 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 5, and any woman who prays or proclaims God's message in public, worship with nothing on her head, disgraces her husband. There, there is no difference between her and a woman whose head has been shaved. You look here very carefully, the headgear comes. The headgear. Any woman, this is a biblical law for the Christians and the Jews. And then you will look the nuns. Nuns and the sisters in the Christian world wears a headgear. Wears a headgear. And no, no country or no country will say any word to that nun or sister who is wearing a headgear because she is a nun. It says, because they can show in the Bible, any woman who prays or proclaims God in public worship with nothing on her head, disgraces her husband. There is no difference between her and woman whose head has been shaved. So the sister nuns and nuns also get shaved also. You know this or I don't know you know this or not. On 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 10, on account of the angels, then a woman should have a covering over her head to show that she is under the husband's authority. I am reading the Bible and this is biblical law that the woman should cover her head to show that she is under her husband, show the husband's authority. This is Bible. So any woman who is covering her head is according to Christian, they are, they are following. So the nuns and the sister nuns, you know, go and see the all over the world, the Christian nuns and this Mother Tisa and everywhere and the nuns are wearing this headgear. Further in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 6, if the woman does not cover her head, she might as well cut her hair. And since it is shameful thing for a woman to shave her head or cut her hair, she should cover her head. If she feels shameful, then she should cover her head. First of all, she does not, if the woman does not cover her head, she might as well cut her hair and say it is shameful. Then for a woman to shave her head or cut her hair, she should cover her head. If the woman feels shameful when she has shaved her head and feels shameful, she should cover her head. And further, 1 Corinthians 11 verse 15, but for a woman it is a thing of beauty. Her long hair has been given to her to serve as a covering. You know this long hair business, women should have long hairs. Where did you get the idea? Bible says, women should have long hairs, big, big, long, and they think, mine one is more bigger than yours, and this line, silky hairs, big, big, long hairs. Allah says, but, Allah says, Bible says, but for a woman, it is a thing of beauty, her long hair, and has been given to her to serve as a covering. They can cover themselves by big, big hairs. You understand this? So, this is a comparison that headgear is a biblical or a Christian or a Jew uh, belief and it is practiced by the nuns and the Jewish uh, uh, religious women. Now, now I will read these few ayahs related to husbands, uh, husbands, sorry, men, men, hijab, the veil. So because they are not excluded because this all we are discussing is only for the purpose if we will have this hijab or the veil 
the purpose is that Allah will speak to us. That is why we are having that we have to follow these rules and regulations of Allah's ayahs. That we should have this hijab veil so that Allah should communicate to us. And it's, now I'm reading those ayahs or verses related to men. Surah An-Nur 24, ayah 30. قُلْ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَغُزُّوا مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ وَيَحْفُزُوا فُرُوزَهُمْ ذَلِكَ أَسْكَالَهُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا يَسْنَعُونَ Say for the believers that they should lower themselves from their insides and they, that they preserve their gaps, private parts. That is more justified for them. Surely Allah is well acquainted with, with what they invent. So if you look in the, in the, in the women also verse I read in 24-31, the believer women should also lower the, themselves from the inside. Same with the men, that the men should lower their gaze, lower, lower their, themselves from their insides. Whatever the insight Allah has given to men, they should lower themselves. And they should preserve their gaps or private parts. So simple, same, no difference. And it is not with the eyes. Again, the word is not eyes. Men and women say that you have to look downwards and talk like this. How are you and this? I was not like this. You look into their eyes, but your inside should lower your, your satanic feelings, lower yourselves. You can talk to them, but you should lower your gaze, uh, lower yourselves uh, by the inside. And also preserve, preserve your private parts, same. And that is more justified for them. So Allah is well acquainted with what they invent. So it is almost the same. We don't have to clarify. You go further. Surah Azab 33 and Ayah 53. إن ذلكم كان يؤذي النبي فيستحيي منكم والله لا يستحيي من الحق وإذا سألتمهن متاعا فاسألوهن من وراء حجاب ذلكم أطهر لقلوبكم وقلوبهن وما كان لكم أن تؤذوا رسول الله ولا أن تنكحوا أزواجه من بعده أبدا إن ذلكم كان عند الله عزيما Oh, you believe you do not enter the houses of the Prophet except permission for a meal is given to you other than waiting for his preparation. But when you are invited, then enter. And when you have had the, had the meal, then disperse. And do not socialize or familiarize for any event or hadith narration. Surely that is hurtful to the Prophet. And so he is ashamed from you. And Allah is not ashamed from the truth. And when you ask them from, for any commodity, so ask them from behind a hijab veil. That is purer for your hearts and for their hearts. And it is not for you to hurt the messenger of Allah and, and after him you ever marry his wives. Surely that would be a big offense in the nearness of Allah. Now, in this verse, this is a, a, a verse educating us how we men and women should socialize or familiarize or, or mingle in each other. The reference is given with the Prophet, but this is an education for us also. It says, O you who believe, always refer, remember this is all for believers, not for ordinary men and women, it's for believers. O you who believe, do not enter the house of the Prophet, except permission for a meal is given to you, 
other than waiting for his preparation, but when, when you are invited, then enter. And when you have had the meal, then disperse. Meaning, if, we are, if I'm, you are invite me or I invite you, whenever we invite each other, we must go at an almost the right time, had the meal, when invited for, okay, now have this meal, and when you have this meal, then don't familiarize or socialize, just eat and go. This is the behavior between the believers, how to socialize. Do not, when you have had the meal, then disperse. And do not socialize or familiarize for any hadith, event narration. Wala musta'nisina li hadith. So the believers are asked, men believers are asked not to ask from the Prophet's wives any hadith, event, narration. Wala musta'nisina li hadith. Do not socialize, familiarize for any hadith, event, narration. Surely that is hurtful to the Prophet. Surely that is hurtful to the Prophet and he is ashamed from you that you are asking or familiarizing to the wives of the Prophet. And Allah is not ashamed from the truth. Further he says, Allah, And when you ask them for, for any commodity, so ask them from behind a hijab veil. First, aluhunna min warai hijab. When you ask the wives, prophet's wives, any mataan, any commodity, anything, you ask them behind a veil, hijab. Whose hijab is this? A woman's hijab or your hijab? Come on. Is this the headgear of a woman? That if you want to ask the woman anything, you ask her to wear a headgear, then I ask. Because the, in the world, the headgear is referred to hijab. Hijab is not basically a headgear. Hijab means a veil, a barrier that you may ask behind a veil. So Allah is asking you when you ask them for any commodity, so ask them from behind a hijab veil, that is purer for your hearts and purer for them. That is the basic reason. Because this is, again, I would say the same hijab has occurred, which the same is, first aluhunna mim murai hijab. That ask these women behind a hijab veil. When you want to talk or ask any commodity, you want to ask first, when you ask any commodity, anything, you want to ask some material thing or something, I want this and you want this and you want to talk to them. Remember, you ask them, but you must have a hijab, a veil behind. This is the hijab of a man. That they should have that veil and then talk. So that is purer for them and it is purer for men also. Purer for women also and purer for men also. This is the, they should have a hijab. Men, we are talking now, reading the hijab or the veil of men. They should have a hijab while speaking to women. When you ask them for any commodity, so ask them from behind a hijab veil. That is pure for your hearts, for their hearts. And it is not for you to hurt the messenger and after him, that him you every, ever marry his pairs of wives, surely that would be a great offense in the nearness of Allah. Now, in this whole verse, there were two points we have to make, and that is that, that whenever we mingle each other or invited each other, houses, 
we should go at the right time, have the dinner or, or lunch, whatever the breakfast or for what you are invited, and then you can you can sit down and discuss intellectually, maybe Quranic or some 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 something important, but not familiarizing or socializing or having a f- uh, intimate intimate talks, familiarizing talks that is forbidden. That's a hijab. And if you want to talk to each other, suppose I want to speak to your wife and you want to speak to wife, you want to have to have uh, have to have relationship, anything you wanting, you want to have some commodity, some matan there, you want to talk. So you must speak to them behind a veil, a hijab. That is the important, that is the education that men should speak to the women or some other people's wives behind a veil. This is with the Prophet, of course, I understand this, everybody understands, but what is the education? That whenever we speak to each other's wife, we should not have friendly talks to each other's wives or daughters or sisters. We should speak to them behind a veil, hijab. And that is the hijab of a man, a veil of a man. 24, Surah Nur, 24, Ayah 27. <laughs> Oh, you believe you do not enter the houses other than your houses until you are familiar of them and salute over his family. That is better for you so that you will remember. Meaning if you are visiting somebody's people's houses, you should only enter in your own house. Do not enter somebody else's house until you know that house to whom it belongs. Now this, look at very, it is very simple. This is basic an order of Allah for men that you do not enter in somebody's else house until you are familiar of the house. And once you enter, then salamu alaikum, salam, give salam to the family. You know some people, you know, I know some people, they, they go from one room to another room, their own house. There's nobody in the house, there's salamu alaikum. They go from this room to another room, there's salamu alaikum. To whom you are, it is referred in this ayah, that you have to give the salam to the ahel, to the family of the house. If somebody is sitting in the house, you enter the house, you say, Salaamu Alaikum, whether he's elder or younger to you. That is besides the point. But not like going from one room to another room, Salaamu Alaikum, going to another room, Salaamu Alaikum, then again, going to another room, going, saying, Salaamu Alaikum. This, they, you, because Allah says, when you enter the room, say, Salaamu Alaikum. But it is asking, Allah is asking to say, Salaamu Alaikum to the family of the house. You know, I'm not lying to you. It has become a practice. In their own house, so many times, number of times they go here and there, they do salam alaikum. So now, another, now this is again reading the ayahs related to men, related to the house. Surah Nu 24, ayah 28. لَيْسَ عَلَيْكُمْ جُنَاحٌ عَن تَدْخُلُوا بُيُوتًا غَيْرَ مَسْكُونَ فِيهَا مَتَاعٌ لَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ مَا تُبْدُونَ مَمَا تَكْتُمُونَ So if you do not find anyone in it, in the house, if you, if you go into somebody's house and you don't, want, you don't find anyone in the house, do not enter it until permission is given to you. And if you are told to return, so return. That is more justifiable for you. Allah knows with what you do. Meaning, if I visit somebody, my friend's house, 
And I know his husband is not present in the house. So I went there and I said, I want to come sir, and talk to you something. And it said, no, go away. So go away. Don't enter in the house. These are very simple laws, believe me. It's nice to come inside, Ajao. It's not like that. So Allah says, when they say return, then return. That is more justifiable for you. Allah knows with what you do. He knows what you do. Going in somebody else. All the people are going to the office, people are going in somebody's house. Assalamu alaikum and enter in the house. This is the hijab. You must understand how the hijab is going on. These are the small things, but we don't we listen to an ayah. Allah is asking you do not enter in somebody else's house with the house you, are, you don't know. And if even if you know the house, you do not enter the house until permission is granted to you. Like you go to somebody's house, you knock the door. May I come in? Have you heard this? May I come in? Knock the door. Where do you get the idea? It is in Quran. This is the Quran telling you. That is the whole world is practicing if they are practicing. You cannot, you have to ask the permission of that person who lives in the house, then you enter. Not like this you enter. Because maybe the family members may be sitting in an odd position. So when you enter the house, you ask the, enter, ask the permission to enter and if he says no, return, then go away. Don't ask why, I, why are you not asking me that I should come in your house. People argue, why are you saying, if I, you come to my house, if I, I, the bell rings and somebody, this man comes. He comes, somebody comes. I don't want to meet him at that moment. So I tell my child, don't tell him I'm not there. Why are you lying? You say, how are you? Aslam why, why are you come? I want to talk. Go away. Why are you lying? Talk to him. I am busy. I cannot talk to you. I cannot. No, excuse me. I want time. No, I don't. Why are you? I don't. Go away. So that is why in the world people fall before and they make an appointments. That we are coming at such a time, are you available, are you busy or not, that's the right procedure. That is what Quran is teaching you. No, but what we do is, if somebody, I'm in the busy of something and doing some, some important, some phone comes. My, somebody else picks the phone. And now somebody asking, hello, what? This, why we are doing all this? For what? For whom? Speak to him. Yes, who I am, this Muhammad Sheikh speaking. Yes, what do you want? I want to tie this, I, I'm busy, I cannot talk to you. Asalaamu Alaikum. Khatam. Because Allah says return, if you say return, return, don't get, why you get annoyed? We lie in small petty matters, we should not. The ayat is telling you, tell him to return, then he must go away. And if he gets annoyed, show him this ayat. Okay, I asked you to go return, why did you not return? This is an education. Laisa alaykum, further it is, Laisa alaykum junahun, antad khulu buyutan ghayra maskuna, fiha mata'ul lakum, wallahu ya'alum ma tubduna wa ma taktumun. There is no fault on you, that you enter uninhibited houses, hotels or etc. In it, in it is enjoyment for you and Allah knows what you expose or what you hide. But there are certain houses like, like, like hotels, they, they, are not, they don't belong to some human one person. So when we are traveling, we can go and visit that uninhibited houses. We can stay there for Allah's permission, giving the permission to stay in a hotel. Otherwise, otherwise you can't stay in any hotel. There is no house, somebody else, I'm going to some country and I want to stay someplace. Uh, if this, the ayat is telling you, you can stay. You know, these small little things are mentioned in the Quran that even the, he's telling you when to enter the house and when not to enter the house. And if there is no uh, hotel, you can also stay in a hotel also, those houses also. So this is a hijab mentioned here. Now, <clears throat> Surah 24, Ayah 58. 
حکیم O oh, you who believe, those whom you, your right hand possess, right possesses, and those amongst you who have not reached puberty, ask permission for, from you three times before Fajr, dawn prayer, and in the afternoon when you take off your garments or clothes, and after the Isha night prayer, three times of pudentum genitals for you. Apart from these timings, there is no fault on you or on them that you move about to one another. Likewise, Allah clarifies ayahs, signs for you, and Allah is knowing wise. In this ayat, Allah is telling the believers that I was telling you not to enter the room, the adults, now that if you are living in a house and where children are, away, are there, so they should ask permission from you while entering in that premises where you are. And this is before the Fajr prayer, and in the afternoon, that is between Zohar and Asr. And it's not mentioned Zohar Asr, but I'm telling you in the afternoon. And then there is after Isha prayers. These are the three timings of your pudendum or relation for sex, for husband and wife. So you take off your clothes. Now in this eye, you will note the Arabic word thiyabakum. The word in the beginning I told you, thawb thiyab, clothes. You take off your clothes. All the time I was reading this ayat, there was not anywhere the word thayab came, thawb came. Here the clothes came. So there is a time when you can take off your clothes for a specific reason. If you want to have, if you are a married man and woman has husband-wife relationship, you want to have husband-wife relationship sexually, then you can have this. These are the timings mentioned to you for that particular time. This is time is also mentioned for the men and women. Not that you, do, you just take off your clothes for nothing. You may take off your clothes for this particular act or aspect if you are a married man and woman. So now, these are the timings mentioned. These are also like, like prayer timings they are asking. This timing is also given for you to take off your clothes. That means all the time men and women are wearing clothes. That means they are already covered. Taking off your clothes is particular time, that means you are covered all the time. So they are, you are almost all the time hijab, in hijab. You are hiding your private parts all the time. Except for these three timings, if you intend to do have that relation with your husband and wife. So now the question is, you must understand what we are reading. That is why the word thayab came here, the clothes. In the beginning I read to you this verse, thob, thayab, explain thob means clothes, thayab means clothes, and libas means to... To, to wear the clothes. So the permission is allowed only for children, they should ask permission. And even the male servants is in the house, or Malakat Aymanuk, if you have got right hand position, they are also in the house working. They will also have to ask permission. That means they are in the house, working. Women are also there. Yusuf al-Islam was the adopted son by a lady in the house. They can work inside. 
in the in the house. What I'm saying is, in the premises of women, the, the women are men and women are there. The children are there. Even the, the right hand possessive uh, men and women are in the house. So they should ask permission. Specific timings are mentioned. <clears throat> I, I, other than they, these timings, they can move about. Apart from these timings, there is no fault on you or on them that they can move about to another. Meaning they can, they, other than timings, they can move about without asking permission. They can come where your premises are because they, you are not, you are dressed up. Meaning you are, you are wearing your clothes. So now this was the almost ayahs that I had to discuss. I just want to give two, three examples from the Quranic ayahs that what we have read, there are two, three examples in, in the context of ayahs that I read that the hijab, the, the veil that is mentioned in the Quran with, with men and women and how it relates to the ayahs that are mentioned in the Quran. Surah Maryam 19 and Ayah 27 and 28. Hazrat Maryam, I told you, she, she took the hijab apart from her family members in the beginning. It is related to, to that, uh, her personality in the ayahs. She, went, uh, she was having this child, carrying the child, Isa Salaam, with her and coming to, back to her, where she came, went to eastern place and she was coming back. So Allah says, فَأَتَدْ بِهِ قَوْمَهَا تَحْمِلُ قَالُوا يَا مَرْيَمُ لَقَدْ جِئْتِ شَيْئًا فَرِيَّا Then she, Mary, Maryam, came with him, with it carrying him, Isa, Jesus, to her people. They said, O Maryam, Mary, without doubt you have come with an invented thing. Without doubt, how, how come about you are carrying this? How, where? Now the question is that Mary, Maryam, Allah has mentioned the hijab with her. We have already read that, Sayyid. She was in that perfect hijab that we are discussing right now. And she was coming with the child, Jesus, with, with him, with her. And they questioned Maryam. How can they recognize Maryam if their face is not identified? You understand what I'm saying? They recognized Maryam because of the face. But she was in hijab. And the people in Qawm, in Arabic, yeah, uh, then she came, Miriam came with it carrying Isa Jesus to her people. Kaum means people, people, so many men and women. They said that men and women, all of them said, Kalu ya They said, Oh Maryam, Mary, without doubt you have come with an invented thing. That means all men and women recognize Mary Maryam. And the Mary Maryam was having that hijab with her. Further he said, Ya Utaharun. She is referred as the Sister of Harun, Makana Ubukim Ra'a Sawin, Sawin Wamakanat Ummuki Bagiya, O sister of Harun, Arun, your father was not a wicked man, and nor your mother and chase. So this Maryam's mother was was also she prayed to God. You know, in this Quranic ayats, when she was pregnant with Maryam, she was very honorable woman, and we know Imran was the husband of that woman, Imran's wife, and this Maryam was born. And now, the people also recognize that she is the sister of Haron, Harun, and she recognized the father also, and said the father was not a wicked man. And your mother also, she recognized, they recognized, she, you know, they recognized. The people recognized. How can they recognize if the face was covered? My question to the people who are wearing, covering their faces, how can they recognize? 
if the face was covered totally. And she is the most honorable woman in the whole world. That is what Quran says. Not me saying it. And she is the only woman that where, where hijab has occurred with her. So that means she was in the proper 100% hijab veil. And the men recognized. Her mother was recognized. And she was recognized by the Harun sister. And father also was recognized. She was recognized by father. And that her mother was also recognized. She was a woman. And a believing woman. Imran's wife. So this is one of the examples that I'm referring to that the face was clear and face is for recognition. You cannot cover your face. Similarly, if you note, these are the examples I'm reading. Al-Qasas 28, 22 and 23. <laughs> وَوَجَدَ مِن دُونِهِمْ رَعَاتَانِ مِن دُونِهِمْ رَعَاتَيْنِ تَدُودَانِ قَالَ مَا خَدْبُكُمَا قَالَتَ لَا نَسْقِي حَتَّى يُصْدِرَ الرِّعَاءِ يُصْدِرَ الرِّعَاءِ وَأَبُنَا شَيْخٌ كَبِيرٌ And when he, Musa, turned his face towards Madian, he says, soon my Lord will guide me to an even way. That is, Musa Islam is saying this. And when he came to the watering place of Madian, he found a group of people over it who were watering, and apart from them, he found two women holding back their flocks. He said, what is the matter with you? They said, we do not water our flocks until the shepherds drive off and our father is very old. That means from this ayat you note that Musa Salam's face was clear. He saw people, men working some work, and she saw two women also working the same work what the men was working. And their faces were clear. He walked to, to them and behind a veil, he asked, what is the matter? Why are you working out? Why are you working? Because, because normally men have to work. Women should remain in the house. So they, he asked, Musa Salam asked these women, why are you working? They asked, they told, our father is old. That's why we are working. So in this, what I'm referring to is that the woman's face is clear, working outside, and men can talk to them, but behind a veil. These are just examples. Further, you look in the ayat, Surah Nisa 4, and ayat 3. وَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ أَلَّا تُخْسِتُوا فِي الْيَتَامَ فَانْكِحُوا مَا طَابَ لَكُمْ مِنَ النِّسَاءِ مَسْنَا وَسُلَاسَ وَرُبَعَ فَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ أَلَّا تَعْدِلُوا فَوَاحِدًا أَوْ مَا مَلَكَتْ أَيْمَانُكُمْ ذَلِكَ أَدْنَا أَلَّا تَعُولُوا And if you are fearful that you cannot do justice in the orphans, so marry from women, orphans who seem good to you, twos and threes and fours. Then if you are fearful that you cannot be equitable, equalized, then marry one or marry what your right hand possesses. That would be lowlier if you do not support. Now this ayat is referring to men in relation to be to getting married to women. So Allah is telling the men, if you want, if fearful that you cannot do justice among the women, you marry the orphan woman who seem good to you. If a woman is totally covered, can any man find any goodness? How can you find this woman good to you? Until you see the face. 
the exposed part I have already discussed. So Allah is telling the men, and we, 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 all, we all, in all parts of the world, it is the men who selects a woman for marriage. We all know this. How you will select a woman when you can't see anything of her? So Allah is telling us that you can marry two and three and four, but who seem good to you, meaning you can see them. And what you can see in the exposed parts. We've already discussed those exposed parts. Now, there is one more ayat with Prophet Muhammad in Azab 33 and Ayah 52. In the contest, Allah, in this the ayah that I'm reading now, in that in the context of this ayat, Allah has permitted Muhammad Rasulullah for, for so many cousins and relations that you can get married. And after that, he says, Al-Azab 33 and 52, After that, meaning after what? All the relations that Allah has discussed to whom you should marry. After that, women are not lawful for you and you do not take other wives in exchange of them. Though their beauty amazes you. How can you, Muhammad Rasulullah, can be amazed by other women's beauty if they are completely covered? Can you be, be amazed by a complete black gown totally completely covered? You have to see the husn, or you have to see the face, the exposed part. You have to take a decision on that. So Allah says, for him in exchange, though their beauty amazes you, accept what your right hand possesses, and Allah is watchful over all things. This was the last verse of my lecture today. I just want to summarize that what we have, uh, there is a point section, if you note, points that are drawn from the hijab veil lecture. What is the hijab of a woman? First, I discussed that. That they should lower themselves from their insides, preserve their gaps, private parts, do not show their zenith adornment physically and psychologically to anyone except what is obvious from it. And the obvious is the head that represents the intelligence, the face that represents the identification, hands to the elbows represent the work, feet to the ankles represents whereabouts, do not show their zenith adornment psychologically, feelings of love and passion to anyone except to one of the relations. Do not, they should not strike with their feet in front of anyone so that their zenith adornment feeling of sex is known. Body parts that are that body parts except head, face, hands to the elbows, feet to the ankles, apart from these body parts, is the hidden hidden. Strike with they should not strike with their covering uh, they should strike with their coverings over their pockets, not to unveil the secrets of the family and the about themselves. They should not subjugate with the saying saying uh, say, they should Speak a saying that is recognition. They should keep a link in the houses and do not decorate as they decorate in, in ignorance. Should make a base from the gowns on them. Now points with the men are they should lower themselves from the insides, preserve their gaps, private parts. Azab 3353. Sorry. Do not enter the house of the Prophet until accept permission is given to you. Do not socialize, familiarize with the wives of the prophets, uh, asking hadith, event, or narration. And when you ask women for, from any commodity, for any commodity, ask them from behind a hijab veil. The whole purpose of this hijab that Allah has mentioned, the ayat, I, read, I will read only once the first ayat that I read to you, 
And if you just look at the first page that I read to you, Surah Shura 42 and Ayah 51. And it is not for any human being that Allah should speak to him except by inspiration or from behind a hijab veil. Or he sends a messenger that inspires with his permission what he wills surely is most high and wise. In this ayah, Allah has already mentioned that Allah speaks to any man, any bashar. And the second aspect of this is, is first is wahi inspiration, the second is, is behind a veil. So we have discussed all the ayahs of women and men I have discussed to have that hijab veil is a psychological, psychological, physical barrier between each other so that Allah should speak to us. That is the whole purpose of hijab. The whole purpose of hijab, the veil is that we must have a psychological barrier from other people's ideas and philosophies so that Allah may speak to us, men, similar for women. And the example of the best of example of, of hijab is given by women and that is Hadith Maryam. Because she took the hijab in an eastern place. She took that hijab, that is why Allah sent a messenger to her, a ruh or the essence, the spirit and the angels. That Allah has chosen her and the angels said that Allah has chosen her, purified her and chosen her of the woman of all worlds. So she is the example. And in that context we must understand all the eyes that I've read is why we are doing this hijab. The purpose is that Allah should speak to us. Meaning we should understand the Quranic ayahs, the essence of it, so that we can follow in a better manner. Assalamualaikum. My name is Mrs. Sharafa. Yes. The first question is, as you have mentioned, that uh, the gold is precious for both men and women. So uh, is it uh, possible that men can also wear gold or silver? Okay. Please now, refer any ayah if there is any ayah in the okay, Quran. Okay. Now the Quran says, I, we, I read an ayah, Zuyan Nasi Hubbu Shadi Mina Nisawal Banin Wal Kanatin Mina Dhabi Wal Fizati. Allah is mentioned in Surah Al Imran 3.14 that the gold and silver and all this is basically is an adornment for men and women both. It's not only for women, even men also like gold. Now generally we have seen women wearing gold. We have not seen men wearing gold. Except for few people, they can wear if they like to wear, that's not a problem. But how can we justify from the Quran uh, that we can wear this? I will refer you to certain few ayahs. First of all, you can note down the reference. We have, I've already said that Allah has made gold and silver adornment. Now, in Surah Araf 732, if you read, Kul man zinat قُلْ يَا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا خَالِصَتَيْنْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ كَذَلِكَ نُفَصِّلُ الْآيَاتِ لِقُومِ يَعْلَمُونَ Say, who has forbidden the adornment, the zinat, the adornment of Allah, which He has produced for His servants? Allah is asking, say, قُلْ مَنْ حَرَّمَ زِينَةَ اللَّهِ That who has forbidden the adornment of Allah, which He has produced for His servants? The gold and silver is Allah has produced as an adornment for men and women both. And things which is good for sustenance. 
say they are those they are for those in this life in the, in the life of this world who believe purely for them on the day of judgment then do we explain the ayahs in detail for those who to know so allah is asking a counter question to those who says the gold is forbidden the gold who is saying people saying the gold is forbidden for men allah is make the gold for men and both both the first ayah that i read for both men and women similarly i would like to refer to another verse in surah al-nahl 16 16 and ayah 14 wa huwa alladhi sakhara al-bahra litaakulu minhu lahman tariya wa tastakhir wa tastakhriju minhu hilyatan talbasunaha wa tara al-fulka mawakhira fi وَلِتَبْدَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِهِ وَلَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ It is he who has made the sea subject that you may, may eat flesh from it and that is flesh and tender and then you may take out from its ornaments to wear it and you see the ships therein through the waves that you may seek of the bounty of Allah that you may be grateful. Now in this the, more, the, the, the portion that it says وَتَسْتَخْ Talbasunaha means that first of all Allah has taken out the ornaments from the sea. From ornaments from the sea, you know from the sea it has been taken out. Talbasuna so that you wear them. So the ornaments from the sea also that are taken out, people like to wear them. So Allah said Talbasuna, Labasa means I libas, the word I told you is to wear. Talbasunaha, you wear them. So wearing even the, from the sea, there are many ornaments that are taken out from the sea, you can wear them. So your question was gold and others, the men and women both can wear them. Yes, please. What is the meaning of saying recognition? What is, matlab, the main... Ma'roof. Which is called jana pehchana in Urdu. Yes. So uh, what we will uh, describe it, ki ma'roof kaha hua kaha hua. No, I, I, I told you when, which, which verse you are referring to, please. Uh, this is the 32 of 33. Which is known means which, which, when you speak to men, and if you're speaking to, it's because this is referring to women in relation to, said, do not subjugate with the saying, so the one who's, who has sickness in his heart, will have desire and you should speak a saying of recognition. Now here I have write down in bracket without feeling of love and passion, meaning you, you speak straight, straightforward, straightforward maruf, which is, which is known. But if you uh, speak with feeling and passion, that will create this problem. So your recognition that recognize, that people recognize this is a straight talk or this is a malign talk or this is some intimate talk or some talk, talk with feelings. ڈیٹل So that means a woman can work outside conditionally if they have no source of money or 
any problem she is, and if she can work in, in an environment where they can, she can have that hijab, she can go work outside. But if she has been taken care of by the husband or by the brother or by father or by husband or the son, so she don't need to work. She should be, have a link in the house. But if suppose, unfortunately, she comes under certain circumstances where she is bound to, be, uh, to do some work, she can do and look for a job which is more of, a, uh, of, of that kind that she can that have that hijab. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Assalamu alaikum. My name is uh, Is shortening of hair and haircut of uh, a woman is allowed? Shortening of hair? Yeah, and haircut. Haircut. Yeah. You see, just now I read an ayah in the Bible. Bible says that you should, a woman should have long hair. And it's an adornment. So now, there is an ayat in the Quran, Surah Al-Baqarah 2, 196, there is an ayat in the Quran, which says, Baqarah 2196. And complete Hajj and Umrah for Allah, but if you are prevented, then send from, send and sacrifice as you may find, a hadiya, a gift. And do not shave your head until the offering reaches the place of sacrifice, until the hadiya reaches the place of sacrifice. You see, the Quranic ayat is, this ayat is referring to of shaving of the head of those people who are performing Hajj and Umrah in the presence of Saudi Arabia, Makkah and Medina, right? Makkah, sorry. In Hajj also and Umrah also. So, Ayah says that you do not shave your head, you do not shave your head until the Hadiyah reaches its place of sacrifice. Now, the question is, it is referring to both sexes. It is not referring only to men. If I have been to Hajj, and if you go to Hajj, you will note that men and women are performing tawaf together. Safa and Marwa is being performed together. And all the places from Mina, Makkah to Mina, or Mina to Muzdalfa, or Muzdalfa to Arafat, sorry, Mina to Arafat, Arafat to Muzdalfa, Muzdalfa to Mina, all the places are stoning, everything that is being practiced in, while performing Hajj and Umrah, men and women both does simultaneously, simultaneously, together. And when the time of shaving of head comes, so some scholars, whatever they are saying, it's not permitted for women. When the ayat is referring to both, it's not referring to women only, men only. So my, it's very simple and straightforward that all men and women should shave their heads if they are performing Hajj. So if you, if you or me are going against this ayah by not shaming it, so we are going against the Quranic ayah. Well, whoever the alim or the scholar says, yes, you, women cannot, we are not denying that the woman hair is an adornment for, for her because Quran says that she is an adornment. But for Hajj, and they have to shave their heads as well. 
So there are very few, very, very, very few women I've seen with my own eyes because I've done this Hajj. There are women who shave their heads. And if a man and a woman performs Hajj regularly per year, so you can imagine women cannot have long hairs. If I, because the Hajj, Allah says that whoever have the means to perform Hajj, he must perform Hajj. It is not that you perform only once. If you have the means to perform Hajj, I know maybe your husband, who had lived 17, 19 years, 19 years in Saudi Arabia, one of my, sorry, yes, 22, no? 20, every year he performed Hajj. So he was living in that area and he did not miss any Hajj in his lifetime till the day he lived in Saudi Arabia. So what I'm saying, it is not once that you have to perform Hajj. Every year you have to perform and every year if you perform Hajj, you shaved off your head. And every year you do it, so how, many, how can you have big long hairs? Or big hairs, women cannot have big hairs or long hairs. So if you note in the Saudi Arabia, the culture has become such that men and women are wearing a headgear in Saudi Arabia. You cannot find men, you can't see the men's hair. Forget about seeing the women's hair. You can't see a men's hair in Saudi Arabia or you will see a skin, a shaved off hair. After the Umrah you can see the men's hair shaved off. After the Umrah or Hajj, you can see you are not wearing anything. But women are wearing a headgear. And let me tell you one more thing. Whenever the women and men visit Saudi Makkah for Hajj and Umrah, there is a dress code known as Ahram. Ahram, it is a forbidden sort of, you can say it comes from Ahram, that you, you restrict certain duties, you restrict certain acts on you when you're wearing an Ahram, with a specific clothing. For men, that is two cloths. One is lower and the other is unstitched cloth. That is the Aram. And until you have performed the Umrah or the Hajj, you have to wear it and there are certain duties upon you. So men, you know this what You know what women's Aram is? The headgear. Hijab, it's not a hijab. It is a headgear. She wears it and after she finishes the, the Umrah or Hajj, she can remove it. But because in the culture in Saudi, you cannot, you can, but she comes back, she removes it. So I've seen all the women who are coming from all parts of the world there, they are wearing a, a headgear, calling it that this is their haram when performing Umrah or Hajj. Men are having these two uh, unstitched cloths. So that is the haram for men and that is the haram for women. So women haram or a dress code is such that they have to wear this from head a big headgear like this, right? A believing That's woman can uh, cover her face during a prayer or not? Oh. Oh, oh, the head, I understand. Sorry. You see, the, the culture, your question is very straightforward that a believing woman can cover her head during salah, the prayer. You see, culturally, I told you in Saudi Arabia, even the imam in Saudi Arabia covers her head, his head. But in Saudi Arabia, males are also covering the heads, whether they are Imam or whether they are ordinary Arabs. Because of the culture, the, because the heat of the sun is, this is natural because they are living in, in a country where there is so much heat, they have to cover their head. I was there and I was so, I had to cover up my head also. Not because of the prayer, but because of so much of heat coming directly on my head. Similarly, in a cultural where you live, 
So in, because the Quran is the, 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 the essence, the Majid Haram is the, or the Arab or Majid Haram is the, the place where we get, take guidance. So in that culture and area, men and women both are covering the heads, both, not only women, men also. So they are praying it with the head cover and women are praying with the head cover. So it has become a cultural thing transmitted all over the world that women are praying with the covering their heads. It is not an ayah that tells you that you women and men, men and women, when you stand up for prayer, you should cover your heads. So it, even in, in some of the mosques in, in Pakistan, in here, you go to in a mosque for prayer, they put a cap on your head. You know this. So, so similarly, so what I'm saying is I don't, it's not in the Quranic ayat anywhere. But if you feel comfortable culturally, you can wear it. It's not going against the, some, some Quranic law if you're wearing a, a cap. But if I'm not wearing a cap, if somebody, some Malvi, somebody comes and you are not wearing a cap, it's wrong. I'm sorry, I don't agree to this. Similarly, if suppose some woman does not wear a cap or a, or a headgear and wear, establish the salah, it is not wrong. But I would advise, since it's become a culture thing or a custom, you can do, you can offer salah with a headgear. You said that a woman can show her affection to only one of the relation, as in Surah Noor 24, uh, ayat number 31. Suppose I'm a mother, sister, and a wife. Uh, is it really possible for me to choose only one of them to show my affection? Elaborate uh, clearly. Yeah. Uh, actually, this uh, uh, I, I explained in my lecture also. It is basically mentioned in the Quran that you have to, uh, uh, either you can show the adornment to the son or the father or the brother. It is mentioned in the ayah. So it, it all depends upon your selecting that situation. For, but the Quran doesn't say that you, it says or, 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 continuous. So now you, you can, uh, a woman can serve the children or have affiliation or affection to the children. They can have affection for the father. They can have affection with the, with brother and sister, all of them. But if you note, they have specific one feeling with one person. You know this. Every woman knows that she is attached or have, she want to adorn one person the most. That is her last, her last word, last person. Last means the, the most uh, prominent, uh, the most uh, she's, uh, she's want to adorn. But in, in, a, in a general manner, she can adorn the father, she, she's an adornment, she can adorn. But, but to, the, to the passion that, that the ayat is referring to, one of the person is related to the one whom she's living with or she's got more feelings with that person. It can be the father, it can be the husband, it can be the brother, it can be the son, it can be any one, one person, one at a time. If she, and that is her nature, she is like that. She can't have uh, equal feelings with all these personalities. That is why the Allah says you can show one of the persons, you can show this adornment. Okay, thank you.